friends and welcome to FM On Demand with Tara Fitzpatrick, Food Management Magazine's podcast. I'm your host, Tara Fitzpatrick, and today we have a really cool guest for you. It is Executive Chef Jim Kellenberger from Stony Brook University Hospital. And he is one of the winners of our healthcare recipe contest this year. He won with this incredible freight farm salad. And the freight farm is at the neighboring university next door to the hospital. And he also has a rooftop garden. So we talk about that. But also we talk about his chef journey. Like I like to ask people, how did you get into this world? And he had like a topsy-turvy path. He started on the East Coast. He's been to Vegas. He worked at Knoxbury or Knott's, Knott's Berry Farms in California. I'm not a Californian. I don't know. But um, anyway, they have, I know they have really good food there. But and this is a story that at FM we love to hear because it's somebody that has really reached some kind of heights, you know, in their career. But then they come to on-site dining and they are caring for people. They're working in a hospital setting and they feel like it's it's really fulfilling and it, it makes a difference. And it's like, no matter how many times that I hear that story and each one is a little different, but it's it's just, it's what we like to hear at FM. It's, it's on site. So please enjoy this podcast and thank you so much for listening and watching. Welcome, Jim. Thank you for being here. Hi, how you doing, Tara? Doing great. And congratulations on winning our healthcare recipe contest. This um, was best sustainable category. And I thought we could start by you telling us about this salad and where all the components come from. So great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, And on particularly this salad we're we're talking about, um, everything's local. I mean, it's actually here at the hospital. Uh, so we have a uh, we, both things. We have a rooftop garden, and as well across the street um, at the university, they they they're doing freight farms. So I had originally when the when the request came in, I had um, reached out to Tony across the street, who's a gentleman that runs the freight farms through FSA, um, and I said, you know, I need some salad. I need some just give me anything. Give me a base, you know, to to come up with some salad ideas. You know, and, you know, so he, he had sent me over. And then at the same time, we were looking at other items that we pull off of the, the rooftop garden, um, which the nutritional side of the hospital, the nutritional um, uh, piece in the hospital, they, they wound up having a grant from the state, which uh, we can get into a little more on um, where, where that connection comes in. So then there's items that are grown here at the hospital and, and they change like anything else. Yeah. So brought it down. Put together um, a salad and then actually then we wound up serving that out as the special that week as well inside the for the patients inside of the hospital oh yeah and this is a gorgeous salad we will have pictures that go with this and also a link back to the original contest so you can see this and the other winners but it includes romaine lettuce green beans cherry tomatoes blood orange vinaigrette and candied pumpkin seeds from a pumpkin carve that you had. And it's like, we're almost getting to that time of year again. For yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very fall person. It is. And it's, yep, so and it's crazy that it loops right back to the same thing. When you said that, like, oh my gosh, where's the time? Again, the time going, we're halfway through the summer. I know, it's crazy. I don't know what is happening with time. So what was what are generally the best things that grow on the hospital rooftop garden? Like, what have you found have been some like plants that do best up there? 
So, so I'm here about three years. And, you know, when I came in, that, that program was already in place. Um, uh, that's, that's coming from interns, basically. So there, there's student interns in the, in the nutritional program that are their work. There's their, their, their sweat that's going out there and doing it. Um, and again, since it's on a, since it's in on the rooftop, there's no depth. So, you know, I, I couldn't, I mean, I'm not a farmer. I don't go out there and know that piece, but what I'm finding out is those, you know, items that need a, a deeper root aspect don't work. Um, you know, so obviously, so lettuces, you know, everything that a lot of the lettuces we deal with maybe go down three inches. Um, yeah. Recently, I, I mean, yeah, recently, like, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, got some strawberries in, same thing. Maybe it's four inches in depth. Um, they've tried melons and things like that. A little bit of a negative aspects. Uh, and I think it might also be our climate here because they got to start those earlier. Uh, right. Radishes do wonderful. Really? Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, and beautiful. And again, because that, that piece of the, the depth that we're looking at yeah. on a radish, you know, maybe, you know, a couple inches uh, on its, on its depth for depth aspect. Um, you know, we pulled some beans out of there as well. Um, you know, and that's the part of, you know, the, 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 uh, the students getting out there, putting some vines up, letting them some, some area to grow. So they're able to pull a lot of things, but, you know, when I go and ask them like, Hey, I want some grapes, something that needs, you know, four feet to go down. No, it's, it's not going to work out. Yeah. That's interesting. I never really thought about it in those terms. And then yeah. going back to the radishes, just real quick, a little, little sidetrack. What, as a chef, what do you think of when you think of radishes? Like, are they better to be raw or like, do you do anything special? I know some people eat them with like butter, maybe that's like a snack. I don't know. I don't, never understood. I tried it. I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> so what do you do? With them? <laughs> and, and, and it's the same thing is, um, caught me off guard at first is like, okay, we don't really play a lot or play around with a lot of them. Still love it raw. Um, the, the, the radish um, takes, for me personally, and, you know, some of my, my experiences, my history and stuff, because um, the radish reminds me of a French word, terroir, um, which is talking about, you know, everything, the, the soil, the culture, all, all of those things put together. Um, and it, for them and with the, Fran the, the French are typically talking about, you know, typically as we would know they're grapes, yeah. but it's still that, that same piece because of how it's dealt with mm -hmm. is the flavor that you're looking at. Because when you think of a radish, you're, you're, you might get that little bit of a, we, we call the spiciness of it, but you're still yeah. tasting the earth, like a mushroom, you know, or like truffles, the same thing. You're, you're looking at, at the earth in which it's grown in and getting that flavor profile of it. Um, so again, I, I mean, you're asking me as far as how to prepare, still love it in that raw aspect um, because of that, the flavor that it's, you know, picking up. It is, and, you know, I don't want to alter it. I don't want to, you know, mellow it out. So, you know, and that's, that's why I think still having it sliced fresh is, is awesome. Right. Right. The crunch for it. Yep. Mm -hmm. For sure. And speaking of like your, your past experience, that kind of goes into the next thing that I wanted to ask you which was, how did you get into the food world? And then how did you get this job? Oh, wow. There's, hmm. I have a few grays underneath this hat. So there's quite a few years in between that part of me getting into the world um, <laughs> and getting into this job here. Um, getting into the world, I would say, you know, I, um, I mean, I go, uh, high school, uh, a buddy of mine in high school 
his dad owned a fish market in Jersey. Um, and that's what I did in high school. And then when I was looking at college, I was lucky enough to have a dad um, that said that, that focused on that part of, you know, what do you want to do? Not, Hey, I, I want you to, you know, this is, this is your list of jobs. This is, you know, you know, economic return on investment or any of that stuff. He goes, no, 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 you're going to spend want to do so i was lucky enough that um he he's he, my, my dad was an investment banker he was a senior vp at jp morgan um and he took me up to the guy that was yeah. like you're going to do my family business but no that, that, that's yeah i thought but he wound up introducing me to the chef at uh jp morgan back in the day oh. and then that that gentleman opened up my eyes to johnson and wells um and then you know as i was graduating high school i i went i wound up, I wound up going to johnson and wells and then Gosh, I could I could go through all the other little pieces of my life. <laughs> places are most of them around the kind of like New York, New Jersey area. No, I'm um uh, I'm both coasts. I I I I left the um East Coast in uh, in '94, so I went to you know I went to Johnson Wells. I I finished my culinary degree there, and then um a uh, a gentleman I was roommates with from from the island out here um opened up my eyes and said, "Hey, we're going to Vegas." Um, and Vegas was was bumping in the nineties. It's um, still today. <laughs> it, is. it is. If that's your thing, do you still do you like to go there for fun now, or does it? I, make you I, I still have family there, so okay. um, yeah, well, my my, uh, my my in law side. So yep. But um, I, so that's what I when I go out there. That's where I spend my time, yeah. and I'm a little surprised when I look at the strip uh, on video. Sadly enough, on videos, I'm going, man, I, I really I don't recognize the place anymore. That's yeah. It's always probably going to be getting more and more built up. There is that weird old Vegas part of it where it's like an enclosure and it's like what it used to look like. I think I remember seeing that. Yep, the, 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 the Fremont experience. Oh yeah. Yep. And I saw, it is cool. It's fun. And yes. I, oh, I, I loved it. I had, it's, I, well, I mean, I've lived, I lived there. I lived in California. Um, Knott's yep. Farm. I have in my notes I wanted to talk to you about Knott's Berry Farm. I recently oh. saw a show on YouTube where they ate everything in there and it all looked really good. I mean, <laughs> it's it's delicious looking. So tell me a little bit about that. Yep. And, and I, I was in a position um, with all the companies that changed hands, I'm going to say in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and all of a sudden, the company I was working for was purchased by the company that ran Knott's Berry Farm. Um, and uh, a gentleman in, in executive leadership had said, hey, you know, I've got a position um, out at Knott's Berry Farm. And I wound up moving from Vegas, packed my family up and went out there. Um, it's uh, And that was a big change because I was in casinos prior to that. That's, I, I guess, was sort of my trail down to opening up my horizons. Uh, on other food service venues um but yeah not, not very form i mean from the the aspect of well, chicken dinner restaurant i'm sure um uh, popped up on the uh, on that I piece so. I think so, yeah. that in itself is, is amazing um back in the day you know and I, I don't know what they do now i mean that was gosh uh 15 15 plus years ago probably um we contracted i remember back then with a farm um in georgia that specifically provided chicken um for us um and then the amount of chicken we went through i mean there was the, the fryers and there were conveyor belt fryer fryers just <laughs> like you would see in a manufacturing plant yeah, I don't we, we, yep. 
that, a conveyor belt fryer. I've, I've toured quite a few factories, but I think that might be on my checklist next as a conveyor belt fryer. Yeah, and two bays. One, as far as the blanch cooking process. So the, the, the chicken parts will go through, go through a, a blanch fryer in the first part of it, they come up out of the conveyor belt again, and then go into a browning phase. So that's how they would be able to do both of them. And then as far as, as long as you brine it ahead of time, oh my God, it's it's perfection. And then the history piece, walking through the dining room and having, you know, grandparents, parents, and children. And that I got to say was, was the biggest piece of that was the history part of, of the grandparents being able to tell the stories of what they remember of coming to, to, to Nosbury farm or the chicken dinner restaurant and, and all those pieces down, down through the heritage. And I, and I would assume it still goes on from generation to generation as, as the parents from then turn into the grandparents of today. Right, right. And, and, and keep doing it. Oh, we all are turning into grandparents. If yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what other things that that we had wanted to talk about. I wanted to know um, just some, maybe some trends that you're seeing in healthcare dining, um, like menu trends specifically, both on the patient side and in retail. Although, do you work mainly on the retail side? Both. So, I, so my current position encompasses so or give you some background in the hospital or 650 plus bets so and then we're also tied to the university side of it um so on, on the patient feeding um and then on top of the that that's for um uh, census beds people that are, are staying overnight in the hospital and then on top of it we're still dealing with another 100 people 100 plus beds for the emergency room and then Quite a few. I'm going to throw out at least 500 uh, patients that are coming and going for different for for outpatient procedures during the day. Okay. Add that on top of then the retail piece of it uh, or cafeteria part. Uh, we would have to estimate between the employees, the students, um, and then also the people that are that are coming here for testing or, or outpatient services brings us up five six. I don't want to go all the way to, to seven. But we're we're on the higher end. We're we're getting there. We're sixty five. We're hitting sixty five hundred plus, and that's for for my business. That's all just during lunch. Nobody, you know, on the retail side, you're you're not typically taking testing at night. So yeah. it's everybody feeding all the, those patients at night. And then since we are attached to the school, there's a large catering business as well for seminars, teaching seminars. Um, you know, the the fellowship programs that go on, oh, yeah. uh, and and all those pieces these things which sometimes i do for what i'm like i'm like patient retail and it's like no catering is huge like that's yep. the big part of a lot of hospital business very yeah. cool yeah I mean, because you think of all the seminars you know whether it's uh the the doctors themselves as the, the 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 medical reps them coming in you know doing seminars for the doctors or down to the educational you know the the the, the medical students all kinds of different just the community the medical community that's centering mm -hmm. around that so what are some things you've seen, and maybe particularly on the catering side, because sometimes I feel like that's where we see food trends kind of like hit first. Like people are like, oh, can you do this or that? But like, what are some some cool things that you've seen? Many sure. And, and discussing the trend piece is the diversity part of it, I, I would ultimately say. And, and there's quite a few components of that. One, you know, looking at um, the, 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 uh, the employee cafeteria part of it or, or employee food service of it. Um, 
definitely on the lines of comfort there there I, I would oversay you know though those are your your your, your guests or your that are coming in and, and you know the, the same thing they're, they're looking for the for the home cooked meal because that's this is just their their home meal replacement for them it's what they're looking for during lunch give them that comfort piece students you know a younger generation obviously are constantly opening us up to different ways of looking at food um different priorities that they have uh, I, you know the the uh you know our, our newest or youngest uh generation of, of guests that are coming in you know a little bit different in the past where maybe we're looking at whole food items and, and how we you know uh change or transform the food product now today they've added the other aspect on is well what's the carbon footprint of it what, what is you know from the piece of it being local to they want to know we understand you're throwing in the trash. So how are you taking care of that, that trash piece? So, so, you know, and being transparent and being able to communicate uh, those pieces as well to them. And then uh, getting into the catering piece of it, you know, it, it's from the point of uh, in the morning, you know, Hey, we, we, we've got to have a quick meeting. We need to have, make sure like everybody else, we want our coffee there in the morning, we want our tea, we need to get going, you know, and out of it to, you know what, um, a, 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 an individual or a group just came in and made a wonderful contribution to the university. We, we want to say thank you. And, and how else we say thank you is we got to impress them. So, so what other things are out there that you can give them the wow when we go ahead and give them a, a catering event? So at the end of the day, those are all those things that I'm, you know, throwing to pieces is, and then throwing on the patient part of it, that, you know, it's the nutritional components that come into it working with the, the dietitians and saying, hey, you know, we, we've got to help educate this uh, individual uh, on, on different dietary compliances or, you know, this last medical uh, part of their life is, has changed the way that they eat. We, again, another piece of education and teaching them different complications or different changes that, that are coming with, with food for them in the future. Yeah. You know, whether it be a change in salt, a change in fat, could be a change in texture. Uh, and stuff but it's oh, that's true too that's you know, and, and being able to teach them when they leave as well you know you know part of it is saying here it's not just delivering the food when you're here but it's also being able to say hey here how do we help communicate to that patient when they leave the hospital and say how do i reproduce these items when i get home and my family member or my caregiver help reproduce these items yeah for sure trying to make it into medicine making the food yeah. <laughs> food as medicine thing definitely mm -hmm. Yep, because that's you know it, it's it's all part of the, that that cycle of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, what can we look for from you and your team? Like, what are some things that you kind of have on the horizon? Like, maybe for the rest of the year, or next year that you're looking forward to, like some projects. What are what are sure. some? Oh, always got projects going in the works. You know, and, and the, the thing, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to be at, at a you know a, a large state university um, that we've got the support. Of, of leadership behind us. So, I mean, I've, I've got the project right now going on uh, of expanding our retail outlets. Um, I've got a whole new, you know, pizza station coming out. Um, you know, we're, a whole new uh, grill station coming out. Uh, we'll, we'll probably wind up expanding our, 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 our bowl section, our salad section, you know, coming out with other international foods that are going to get tied to that. So I've got I'm probably another 30% of my retail is going to go ahead and get opened up 
before the students come back, I hope, is is, is my, my my biggest plan. So uh, um, that, that clock is ticking. I think I'm down to like six weeks there before I start seeing a lot of, a lot of students showing up. Crunch time. I think we all work best under pressure. Though. Exactly. Yep. Uh, on the on the on the patient side again, it's still is still working with the nutrition department and how else we can go ahead and broaden that that horizon. Uh, you know, I, my my uh, the dietitian I work with, Kathleen, definitely gives me a big push on, on that piece. That that's a part that she champions as far, as far as bringing the garden down. Um, you know, because I might get caught up with production. But she makes sure that the, the those students are boom here we go, and and answering the question so it doesn't get slipped. What are you going to go ahead and, and make with these items? So, if you're if you're wind up being a patient here, I would say look at our salads and items like that, and look this because we'll go ahead and put a little marker on it saying, hey, today your your romaine lettuce came from our garden. Today your strawberries came from our garden. You know we'll always try to throw something in there that that, that wound up coming out of out of our garden. Um, you know, and again, now that, you know, thank God COVID is um, no longer, we, we still, it's still part of our life because we, we all have PTSD from it, yeah, right. um, you know, but but now that we can all join together back as groups and all, my, my catering is exploding. So my big thing is I just got approval. I don't know if the, uh, the employees of the hospital know, but we're, we're, we're bringing back our Christmas party you know, our holiday party, I should say. Um, so that, that that's planning for, you know, uh, 6,000 employees, you know, whether they're directly here at the, the hospital or at our offsite locations and making sure everybody gets a nice holiday meal. And we all, I mean, and granted it's, you know, six months down the road, but for me, I have to start planning that today. <laughs> you do, you do. And mm -hmm. that'll be wonderful. So Definitely. And we will keep in touch with you between now and then for sure. We're so proud of you. Thank you so much for being Thank part you. of the competition. Congrats again. And we're going to stay in touch with you. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Tara.